Hello, this is Dennis Thomas with Things That Matter, where we speak about everything from faith to finance and all things in between. So there's a topic that I dream about sometimes, I think about, and it's also something that is spoken often, I think, nowadays. And part of this reason is because we're realizing that we can't rely on things in the past that we might have relied on for our future. And this is talking about retirement. So that point where we stop working, we put all these years into our craft and also getting financially compensated for that work and also being able to get compensated in other ways, maybe seeing the fruits of your labor or getting responses back from others to say, great job and you've changed my life maybe, or you've helped me in this area, or you help people, you help colleagues. So definitely a lot that's involved in our work career. But when we think about retirement, we also think about how we're going to live once we are done making that money on an annual basis. Now we have to live off of that money. And we're now at a point where we don't work and we just enjoy all that time that we spent in the workforce. And so this is a topic I think about, I dream about a little bit because I would like to also, as I see people that are retired and I see them going on vacation and going out to eat and paying for their grandkids, paying for their kids, right? Just being able to now give back a lot. That's their legacy. And I think about the legacy that I want to leave to my kids, to my grandkids, and just the life that I want to have with my wife. So what happens now, I think, is because we know that Social Security is not something that we could really look to as security, we have to make sure that as a group, especially the generation that I'm in, we are responsible for our own uh, financial outcomes when we retire. And so when I think about that and I dream about that, it's because I think, oh, I'm going to have a good life as I retire and I'm going to get to do some of the things that maybe I didn't do now and maybe some of the sacrifices that I make now. So you're trading some short-term pleasures for long-term and you're trying to think about the big picture. Sometimes you think about the small picture too, which is fine. But you're also trying to keep the big picture in view and make sure that I'm fully aware that the decisions that I make now can impact future uh, consequences and results. So I think that's something that that I do think about, and it's important to be on that track. Now, I was looking at a few statistics, and uh, from time to time, I like to sit back and just think about where I'm at right now and in my age of 39 years old in that age group do I fit the number or 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 am I in that same range of what I should be having at that age because sometimes you think about retirement and 20 years from now or so and you know maybe 25 years right you, you think about being able to retire and now if you're in your 30s, 20s, 40s, and you're thinking about that point, you want to make sure that 
am I on track to get to where I want to get to? And sometimes it's hard to know. You know that you're trying to put money aside and you know, there's times when I didn't always make the best decisions taking money out of my 401k or not contributing to my 401k. But I would say over the last, uh, definitely since I've been working for the company that I'm at now since 2015, and even prior to that, the previous company uh, that I worked for 2011 to 2015, I've contributed to 401k. And along the, the way, I've made some mistakes, but I would say since 2015, I've been on a good track of being aware of what needs to be done and trying to uh, make whole some of those obstacles that I was facing or mistakes that I made. But anyway, I was looking at to see what age group, uh, like the age group that I'm in, what are people saving? And on nerdwallet.com, which that is a really cool website, they kind of give you a lot of information on things to, like if you want to use credit cards and what types of credit cards offer the best rewards and uh, information on savings, information on investments. So they they really help you out with uh, trying to make decisions on things, and it's a website that I do like to go to. But they were saying by age 30 that you should have equal of your one-year salary. So let's say you made $100,000. By age 30, you should have equal to one-year salary. And they're kind of even thinking about potentially if you started at age 25 or so, every five years you should have at least one year to to at least half of a year of your income. So it's like a general rule of thumb. And you think about this, let's just say you started at 25 uh, investing. By the age of 30, you should have equal to one year salary or at least half of that income. So that means if you make 100000 you should at least have 100000 in your 401k or 50,000. So anywhere between 50 and 100,000 because it says half to one year. And when you're 35, you should have two years. So at least at that point, you should have 200,000 in your 401k. So this is something that I saw on both Nerd Wallet as well as TurboTax. So Turbo Intuit had a, a website and they also had a very similar rule of thumb. And I was like, oh, this is a, a good start to try to figure out where to be and how much money needs to be saved in order for you to kind of just meet that general rule of thumb. Now, this doesn't factor in some other things that come into play for some people, which could be inheritance or it could be long-term incentives that you get from your company that you could also begin to put into 401k or just sometimes getting a windfall. I mean, this is not something that we bank on necessarily, but it is things that happen to people or getting a new job and getting uh, a big increase in salary. So these are all things that uh, we think about. Even for me, 39 uh, on the website, it was saying the average age or the age that you would, uh, for men, reach their peak salary is 48. So that means you'd still be on the rise. And I think having those jumps in income and salary can help out a lot as far as contributing to 401k and how much you should give. I mean, right now, if we think about even giving to 401k, there is even a rule of thumb on that, which says that you should give 15% 
of your salary per year to 401k. And this could be traditional 401k. If you have a Roth 401k, that's an option too. That's something that I utilize just because I feel giving the money now after tax allows me to take the money out tax-free. And uh, you're earning a lot of that interest as well uh, on the money. Your investments are getting a return and you're able to take the money out uh, without any tax penalties since you place it in there already uh, after tax. So, but 15% is the amount. Uh, I try to think about even that number and I would say I'm probably at about 10% or so. And what I need to do is try to get that number up a little bit so that I could achieve the goals that I'm looking to get. And sometimes when you're at the end and you're at that point of retiring and, and you're almost thinking, I could have done that extra 5%. So I really have to sit down and think and make those choices. You know, as I tell my son Noah, we all have choices to make in life. And in this life, every choice that we make has a consequence. But we couldn't say yes to everything. Like if Noah, we go to to the gym and at the gym they have snacks there and Noah always wants snacks. And I said to Noah, if I always say yes to every snack, then I wouldn't have money to say yes to snacks at some point. So I have to choose. I have to choose to get that snack sometimes and other times I don't get the snack because this allows me to have that ability to get the snacks when I want it. And so I have to be aware of that and careful and thoughtful and doing things with intention and purpose, especially when you think about some of the goals that you'd like to accomplish. But one of the uh, options that I saw on here that I think is a great tool, and this is something that I've thought about and have written down on my Excel spreadsheet, which I look at often because I'm doing my daily transactions and, and jotting those things down so I stay on track with my budget. But uh, there's two places. NerdWallet has a retirement calculator. Pretty cool. I was using it the other day. You type in your name, no, sorry, your age. Uh, you type in the amount of pre-tax income that you make. And uh, you type in the amount of retirement savings you have currently. And it kind of spits out a number of where you need to be and where you currently are. And there's another calculator that I used that it was the initial calculator uh, that gave me the number that I needed to live the lifestyle that I'm accustomed to, that I live maybe currently. You get to answer a few questions about what you want to do, uh, how much money you make. Uh, they kind of break down a percentage. They say on average you should shoot to try to make at least 80% of your income currently, 80% being a good number because when you retire, you won't have some of the big expenses that you have. Maybe you don't have a car payment uh, because... You've saved enough money to purchase a vehicle. You're in that habit of purchasing vehicles. You paid your mortgage off so you don't have that payment, which is typically one of the biggest payments that we have to make. So 80% is uh, typically what you want to shoot for. So in this calculator, they have another one that's done by Dave Ramsey and Chris Hogan. And that was the original calculator that I used. And you answer questions. You type in like similar information about your current status and it's perfect because it lets you know how much money you would need in order to live the lifestyle that you're living. And this is, I think, assuming that you would retire at age 65 and live to, let's say, 85 or so. And also, it 
factors in how much money you would need to save per month in order to reach that. And to me, these types of calculators are perfect for that long-term outlook that it's harder for us to think about day to day. But if you see that number and they're letting you know what it would need to be in order for you to reach that level, and you know right now that you want to live the lifestyle that you probably, or I shouldn't say probably, but if you're living a lifestyle that you enjoy right now and you'd want to continue that, it's saying this is what you need to do that. And really the number isn't, if you have everything lined up, you've have your savings, you paid your debts off, and you're making those smart decisions of paying for cars in cash and not financing and not using credit cards, or if you do, you're paying them off every month, then you're in a position where you can give 15%, 10% to uh, your retirement and achieve those goals that you're looking to achieve and really retire as a millionaire, which when we are at that age group, uh, in our 60s and 70s, a millionaire is definitely a big, I would say, achievement. But maybe even then, because of inflation, it might not be as big of an achievement as it is right now. But either way, this is what is being stated and showed for us to uh, meet that level that we need to meet. And for some, you know, for most of us, it's probably going to be at that level or somewhere near that in the millions to to be able to do that. I mean, it's interesting. You put the the information in the calculator and you're like, wow, like you're talking also living for 20 years and you're not making money at that point, except for you're living off your investments because uh, chances are for some of us, we're not getting a pension either. So we, these are things we have to keep in mind if we're not getting pension and Social Security is either going to be minimum or potentially not even there. Uh, so I think this is definitely a topic for for everyone to consider and and be aware of. Uh, you know, because once you have that, I would say long-term, but not as long-term, is kids' savings account for their college if you have children. So there's definitely a lot of things for us to think about and be aware of because when we're at that point, we would wish that we did think about it and at least try to uh, attempt to to put things away and to make those sacrifices now so that we could enjoy ourselves then. So, and as my guy Ramsey says, live like no one else so you could live and give like no one else. And that's a legacy that we are able to pass on to others. So enjoy this episode. Enjoy your life right now, definitely. And also enjoy thinking about the future as well. I love doing it. It was nice speaking to everyone. I'll see you next time.